The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Unlock the power of your dreams. Welcome to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome to the Ask Dr. Dream show here on Unity Online Radio. I'm Kelly Sullivan Walden, and on this show, we uncover the truth of your dreams and reveal the beauty of who you are. And I'm so excited to be here with you today live. Today, Nancy T. and I are going to talk about all manner of things, most most of all you and your dreams. Today's show is dedicated to you. It's all about you. Enough about you. Let's talk about you. That's what we're talking about. And you and your dreams, any dream questions, insights, ahas, there's no taboo. Bring it on. All dreams are sacred. They're all worthy. So we're also going to talk about the four secrets to dream festing. That's, in other words, it's basically about using your dreams in order to access the rocket fuel inherent in them for a life of more joy, passion, self-love, abundance, affluence, and flow in every area. Does that sound good? Four secrets. And then I have a fifth one that's kind of like a bonus. So really, we'll we'll just see how that flows. Nancy T and I are going to talk about that in a moment, but I'm going to invite you to turn within with me for a little centering. And I've been, I've been inspired by my guest, Rubel Chandy, who was on the show a few weeks back, and he did what he calls a power ceremony, and I've been working with it, and I'm adapting it and calling it my, like, as I do, kind of morphing things and um, into what I'm thinking of as the reverse bucket list. So there's the notion that we all have a bucket list of 5,000 things, or at least 1,000 things, or at least... 20 things that we haven't yet done in our lives. And if we did those things, we'd be fulfilled. The things we want to do before we quote unquote kick the bucket. And so I think most of us are identified with all the things that we haven't yet done that would make for a fulfilling life. But in reality, if we do a little reverse bucket list, I think that helps us get in sync with our higher selves, and we become more magnetic to manifesting the things that we want in a more effortless way. And what is the reverse bucket list? It's contemplating the things that you have already done. Not that you want to stop now, not that your life isn't still going to be filled with wonderful things, but take a moment to just take a deep breath with me and put your hands out around your heart area. And this is inspired by Rubel. I'm going to ask you to contemplate a moment in your life that you felt fulfilled, maybe even just maybe loved, or just an exciting time in your life. So pick a peak moment from your past, something that you achieved, could have been a moment of deep love with someone, could have been a connection with an animal or a tree doesn't have to be anything grandiose. It can be very, very simple. But allow yourself to contemplate one peak moment from your past. 
okay, now land on it, put a frame around it and begin to see it in technicolor. <clears throat> Open yourself to put yourself there in that moment, that sweet, 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 delicious moment from your past. Either a moment of having been loved or a moment of feeling successful, a moment of feeling clarity. Just notice what that moment is that you've chosen for this reverse bucket list meditation. And take a big, deep breath while you're putting yourself there and notice what colors are around you. Notice what it smells like, tastes like, feels like energetically. If you notice what the temperature is on your skin, Mostly, what does it energetically feel like in your body to be in this sweet, sweet peak moment? And just expand it as you're breathing and let your hands go out from around your heart and begin to gather the peak energy of this moment, knowing that you've already done something, created something that is noteworthy, that is fulfilling and gather it to your heart magnetically, like your hands are magnetically led to your heart, bringing in this peak moment inside your heart. Filling up with that right now, allowing that peak moment to override any other feelings that might have been moving through your body, any stress or anxiety or worry or not enoughness. Just let this peak moment completely overtake any previous reference points and just simmer in that and allow it to grow. Allow it to fill up your day. Allow it to fill up your past. Fill up your present and fill up your future so that you become magnetic to other peak moments of sweetness, of connection of remembering that you are loved and valuable and have a place here, a valuable place that no one else can take here on this earth. It's just for you. So take that in and release it and allow yourself to open, or you can just keep your eyes closed if you want as we jump into the show today. But I just thought we would start the show with a reverse bucket list. So you already know before you're listening for something that you're going to learn and something that's going to make your life better, I want you to always listen from that filter, but know that you've already got it. You already have so many moments in your past that have been extraordinary and maybe even magnificent, even in super ordinary moments. In fact, some of the best moments are the most ordinary, but I think they're extraordinary when you just bring your extra senses to it, when you really feel it and drop into being present. So what's the point of all of this? I think that one of the things I hope you get from listening to the show is that you not only do you shine light on your dreams so that you learn more about what they mean, but you also begin to have access or up level the access you already have to having a more dreamy, juicy life, no matter what curveballs may be thrown at you, because we're always getting that random curveball thrown at us. Some of us more than more than one at once. But even in the, the midst of that, 
we can celebrate that we are alive. We are dreaming our lives and we have a say in how it goes. We actually have more of a say in how our dream unfolds than we realize. So on that note, Nancy T, I know you have been choosing and selecting very carefully a Hero's Journey Dream Oracle card for our listeners today. So without further ado, I will hand over the microphone to you, Nancy T. Well, hello. Let me tell you, it's amazing (laughs) because (laughs) I choose these cards before we start the show. I I vaguely know what the show will be about usually. Um, And... (laughs) Maybe I shouldn't have research me shirts. <laughs> no, unless I've researched a guest. But if it's just the two of us, I generally know what we'll be talking about. But I never know what your meditation will be. I never know how you'll open the prayer, you know, to all of us. And yet, these always are so in sync with you. So let me tell you the mm. card that I chose prior well, to any it. of this. It is card number forty-three, and it's called the Magic Zone. And it is the, yeah, right. The exhilaration of discombobulation and a little child shall lead them. And the message is the journey back to the ordinary world from the special world of dreams can be disorienting. You're not who you were when you, this journey began, but are yet to fully integrate your newfound wisdom and become who you will be upon this journey's completion. This might feel like a long stretch of desert, but in truth, it is a magic zone. You are here. You are now. And that's more than enough for a joyous experience. With each step, you're bringing your stories and experiences home with you. And as you move from where you've been toward where you're headed, integrate the lessons and the blessings you've learned and earned along this journey into every cell of your being. Feel your DNA and your inner circuitry begin being rewired and recalibrated toward a more expansive yet grounded version of yourself. Your adult ego aspect feels the need to have it all figured out and buttoned up, but the child within embraces the exhilaration of this divine discombobulation and knows that by the time you make it home with the elixir, you will be a whole and new version of yourself. And the dream symbol is child. Dreams of a child are a message to give yourself permission to play. They may indicate a learning phase or be weaving a new experience into your life. This dream may be giving you permission to access your innocence and connectivity to everyone and everything. Your subconscious is inviting you to integrate feelings of vulnerability, fun, magic, and unlimited creativity into your serious adult endeavors. And the mantra is, I'm filled with vitality as I joyously follow my inner child to the magic zone. (gasps) Nancy T, you read it with such magic. Thank you so much for sharing that. That was perfect. And I think you know a little something about about the kid aspect of ourselves or of life, <laughs> yes, <I do>. as <laughs> it were. As for those of you who yeah. exactly for those of you who are new to this show, Nancy T is a glammy. Nancy, what's a glammy? <laughs> well. I I don't I don't even call myself that. I think you call me that, but I call you a glammy. Right. I guess you're not really yeah. supposed to call yourself that. Nancy's a no. glammy because she's glamorous and she has grandkids. So put those words together. She's an award-winning glammy. 
And the Glammy <laughs> this year goes to Nancy That's T. And she's got the cutest little twin grand boys. Oh, my gosh. I want to just do a little shout out today to Kate's Magic. I was just at INATS in Colorado, in Denver. INATS stands for it's not about a bunch of gnats swarming around you on the internet. It's It stands for International New Age Trade Show. And this woman named Kate, I've seen her before at these conferences, and I always have such a great connection with her. And she's a sister from another mister. She's a, she's a total goddess. And she gave me this amazing anointing oil called Woman Sea Bright. It's got clarity, sage, and jasmine in it. And it's so wonderful. I've been sitting here for the last few days since I've been home from INATS. And I have been putting it on me right before I write. And right now I'm putting it, I'm like anointing myself on my third mm-hmm. eye and on my temples. And it's amazing. It smells so good. And you can find some for yourself at katesmagic.com. And that's K-A-T-E-S-M-A-G-I-K.com. Katesmagic.com. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Nancy, I want you to get some of this. I'm going to see if Kate can send you some. It is really amazing. Sounds wonderful. And it is all about magic today, isn't it? It is. It's the magic zone. Oh my God. I didn't even realize that. Hello. How divine. Okay. So today we're going to talk about a few things, but the big thing I want to talk about is how to create, how to dream a fest. Have you ever heard that word before? I think I made it up. Dream a fest. (laughs) I, you know, I figure if a fest comes after it, you definitely made it up because you've affected a lot of things <laughs> what do I, what than it's offending a, a lot of people. So right. I, I figure you're doing well. Yeah. What if it's dream of Festa Palooza? What if we do that? Um, <laughs> a Palooza so, on the end of anything is beautiful. Go thank you. It. You know, a lot of people that I've talked to that, that consider themselves very practically minded people that don't seem to have time for dreams because they wake up in the morning and they're in bada being bada boom mode. I got to return my emails, go to Facebook, check the internet, check the stocks, do the blah, the blah, the blah, and don't have time for dreams. I always tell them you actually would do better in your life and you're manifesting and you're bada being, bada booming if you paid attention to your dreams. And so I've become kind of focused and fixated on how do I make it simple? How do I get this through to people that you can use your dreams in a very practical way to have a more dreamy life? So I started to look at all the different things that I think you need to do in order to to maximize your dreams. And, and I put together this teeny little formula that I think is like a bullion cube that has like everything in it that I think we need to do on a daily basis to have a more dreamy life. Um, so should we talk about them and see what you think? Oh, I think we should for sure. What is the first secret to dream of fasting? Oh, Perfect. So before we do that, I want to remind people that they can call in on the show oh, yeah. today if they have a dream question <laughs> or they want to have a question about dream of festing. The number is 816-251-3555. Call in with your dreams, your dream insights, any dream questions. Don't be shy. Okay. So let's talk about dream of festing. In the meantime, the first thing to do is to book end your sleep with gratitude. So Bookend your dream time with gratitude, meaning before, like what we just did in our opening meditation, the reverse bucket list, 
think about what you're already grateful for. So I often will tell people to think about what you want before going to sleep. And that's true. I want you to do that. But I want you to think about what you want and then sandwich it by thinking about something that you're already grateful for. I think so many of us get kind of lopsided where we're just focused on what's missing, what we don't have. And that becomes all encompassing, all important. And we totally lose sight of the five bazillion miracles that are already happening really well. Um, Like, you know, if you stub your toe, all you can think about is how your toe hurts and you're not thinking about, oh my God, you've got blood that's flowing to all your other limbs, to your lungs, to your brain, to your heart and all that jazz. So this is just an opportunity to be grateful before you go to sleep and then wake up in the morning after you record your dream and follow it with a gratitude list. Again, there are, there's tons of research that shows if you are grateful, and even if you're not a naturally grateful person, you can force yourself to be, and you can build a gratitude muscle by just making a list of 10 things at night before you go to sleep, 10 things in the morning. Hopefully the list is different so that you get a little variety, but if you're focusing on gratitude, then you are put in a state of grace. And when you're put in a state of grace, you become hello magnetic. And that's one of the big keys to dream manifesting a life that you love. Nancy, I open it to you. What do you think about ending the day with gratitude and opening the day with gratitude? Do you think that might have a little something to do with manifesting the things that you want? Oh my gosh. I love it. And I love the idea of it and to be reminded to do it because I have heard people say that you should always kind of Think of that list of things that you already have and cherish them and let it wash all over you. I've heard people say that before, but it's a good reminder for me. And I right away when you said it, thought about so many people that I know that may come from a place of complaining and and of lack and of what I don't have. And I think about, wow, you know, could could they do this? Could they come up with 10 things? But it would almost be like we'd have to call them up and say, listen, there are, you've got 10 things to be grateful for. Start talking because they, they, <laughs> they won't naturally do it. But I, but I would like the right. idea that it is a muscle and it's something you have to work on. And it's just like that first time you try to do a push up and you barely get your, you know, off the ground, even with your knees down and eventually mm-hmm. you can do it. You can plank for five minutes straight. I did it. So <gasps> yes. The Tell them about how you planked. You started with like one second. It was incrementally. Well, it was a, it was a the, one of those 30 day challenges, which I cannot recommend enough. I think they're great because every day they give you a bite sized piece of something you can eat that isn't too overwhelming. And it starts off with 10 seconds. Well, by the, you know, next, like, then you go to 20 seconds and you build and you build and you build. When you get to 30 seconds, 30 seconds isn't as hard as if you started out with 30 seconds and it just works that way. And I got myself to five minutes, which is the of the challenge. Um, Couldn't quite believe it happened. I haven't done it since. <laughs> but that hey, but you I did a five-minute plank, and I saw yeah. you. I saw you do it. That is so amazing. So if anybody is listening going, yeah, but I'm just not the gratitude type. And we all, Nancy Shimoff, uh, not Nancy Shimoff, Marcy Shimoff, she has a book out, and I'm not, I'm spacing out on the name of it at this moment, but I know that it's all about gratitude. And she talks about how there's people that have um a gratitude set point. We all kind of like how we have a weight 
set point, our place that we naturally hang out in. And some people's gratitude set point is higher. They're really grateful all the time, naturally, without even trying. And some people naturally have a lower set point. And, but she said that she was one of those. Oh, grateful for no reason is the name of her book. Hello. Mm. Awesome title. Grateful for no reason. She said that she, most people wouldn't believe this about her because she's got such a bright, shining personality. She said she was one of those people with a really low gratitude set point. It wasn't natural for her to be grateful. She was naturally a little bit cynical and a little bit looking at the grass ha- glass half empty and the grass half empty too, if you can imagine that. But <laughs> bald with practice, grass, you've seen it. Bald yeah. grass, exactly. Ooh. Yeah. But she practiced being grateful and doing gratitude lists as one way to raise that energy. And she ended up, this book ended up becoming a kind of a testament to her her gratitude manifesting in her life. It became a huge New York Times bestseller. And I think just putting yourself in the thoughts of gratitude are one of the ways you can dream fest your greatest dreams into reality. Okay. So let's talk about numero dos. And dos, right. for those of you who don't speak Spanish, means two. <laughs> or we do si do, which is a dance. And this one will make you feel like dancing. So <laughs> Exactly. Okay. So the first one, I'm calling that discipline because that's like disciplining your bliss by making a gratitude list. So the second one might sound strange, and maybe I'll come up with a fancy title for this one, but I'm calling it Wear Your Best Dreams like a jacket. So some people know about um, Joseph and the multicolored dream jacket or the coat that was mentioned in the Bible. I had a dream not that long ago, maybe a year ago, about this unbelievably gorgeous coat. And it was like, oh my God, I put it on and I literally felt like it could transport me around the universe. And it it was cosmic. It was so beautiful. I so want to design it. I can picture it now. It was so comfortable and stylish and it was cut in all the right places and it had all the right flow. And literally every time, and even now, this is like a year or two later, I still feel kind of high and magical just thinking about this dream jacket, dream coat slash jacket. And I was thinking, when I think about any dream that I had that was extraordinary, like when I dreamt of swimming with dolphins or dreamt about having this mansion that was mine or a windfall of money or flying or hanging out with Jesus... I, I feel like these are dreams that we can wear like they're a jacket. Think about them, put them on, wrap them around us as we walk through our day. So Nancy, I know you had a really awesome Jesus dream. So could you imagine just kind of wearing the fabric of that dream as if it were a jacket and carrying it with you, zipping it up, buttoning it up and walking through your day with that dream in tow? How would that feel? I'll tell you how it feels because I <laughs> so I often do this. I that's one of the few dreams I've ever had that I will recall. I can recall completely beginning, middle, end, everything that I can see it so vividly. Obviously, it was a message. It really was. But of course, mm. the end of my dream is where I figured out Jesus gets me. And every now and then, yeah. when I feel misunderstood or when I feel down or when I feel like, you know, this is going well, no matter what it is, I can come back to, yeah, well, that's because Jesus gets me. You know, hey, uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Jesus gets 
gets me. It, right. If that thing's bad, Jesus gets me. If that thing's good, well, this is probably why he gets me. It just really right. does. I wear it like a jacket for sure. And I remember your dream about the jacket. I remember that, which again, I don't remember a lot of my own dreams, mm. but I remember that one. So <laughs> I feel like, isn't that, well, maybe it was because it was closed. I mean, we do have to <laughs> account for right. that. There we go. Possibility. That's true. Yeah. Right. But right. I'll never forget it. Your, your jacket dream. So I, I oh. love this. So we have, we're going to do a couple of the other, the other tricks and tools and secrets to dream of festing on the other side of this break. But we have, we have a, um, a couple of dreams that were sent to us ahead of time. Nancy, do you have any of those um, nearby? I know there was one that involved some kissing and some hugging and a party and yeah. a, God knows yeah, what. This one, I love this one. And it's from Livy. And we both like her name, Livy. Isn't that a cute name? Um, like not Libby so cute. on the label, but Livy. Like I'm living the best life. Okay. So it says last night she had a dream. She was at a small friend party. And at the end of the party, she went to hug this boy and then he kissed her neck and he, and she kissed his cheek two times. He kissed her three more times. Then she left, which by the way, is kind of funny to me because, you know, it seems like things were headed somewhere, but she was out of it. So she left Right. <laughs> and she said, right. like, apparently this boy has a crush on me, but she thinks it's kind of weird. What do you make of that? I love that there's, you know, two kisses. What do I make out of that? Oh. Yeah. It makes me want to make out. That's what it does. I know. Um, Are you lighting a cigarette? And oh, it up? <laughs> I, exactly. <laughs> Libby, I love your name. And I love that your dream is so about living. Um, so as, as I've said a million times, whenever there's any hugging, it's about an embracing of opposite qualities or embracing of an aspect, maybe even a shadow aspect. So if Livy is a woman and she's dreaming about a guy that she's having this intimate connection with, then of course it could be about who he is and it could be about this relationship developing even before they actually have one. But on an internal level, I would say that this is this dream to me, if it were my dream is about this wonderful harmony Anytime there's a party in a dream, I always think this is about a celebration, celebration of connection, maybe an affirmation of being on the right track. So it's some kind of a pat on the back, like you're doing well. Um, but I think one thing that's really interesting is this, is these like this exchange of like two kisses, two kiss, like three, like it's adding up to something. It feels like it's building to something. And the kiss, the two kisses, oh my goodness, we have to go to a break. We're going to talk more about these kissing, what the kissing and the hugging and the necking all means. And we're going to talk more about dreamifesting on the other side of this break. So don't go anywhere. Call us with your dream questions. We will be right back with you and your dreams. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world, welcoming the LGBTQ community today and every day. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. This programming is made possible through the generous donations of listeners like you. If you feel inspired by this programming, we invite you to contribute. Go to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate to make your offering today. 
Thank you for your support. Here's a Unity Wisdom Moment with Eric Butterworth. We have mistaken the idea that life is a journey between certain limited points on an endless highway. You come into life and, and that down the road somewhere there's a tombstone that says this is where you stop and it's later than you think and we rush, rush, hurry, hurry, trying to get it all done. To jam it all into the journey because after all, as we say, life's all too short. And this is a totally erroneous concept. Time does not come into existence moment by moment and second by second and then pass on, pass on into nothingness. Time is basically the creation of earthbound man. There is no time in spirit, and whether or not you're aware of it, there's no time out there in outer space. There's nothing to set your watch by. Your watch is totally useless. There is always time enough to do the things that should be done. To hear more talks from Eric Butterworth, visit truthunity.net. Sometimes you might feel so alone with your problems, you don't know where to turn. We invite you to call Silent Unity, the 24-7 prayer ministry, where someone is waiting to pray with you every day at any hour. Listen and relax as you hear their beautiful words affirm the highest and best outcome for you and those you love. No matter what's going on in your life, Silent Unity is always standing by. Call today, 816-969-2000. Follow UnityOnlineRadio.org on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and stay up to date with everything Unity. Become a fan by clicking the like button. You can join in with a Facebook Live event or just like and share our inspirational messages and posts. Be the first to find out about any big special guests on the radio, giveaways, or events at Unity Village. Make sure you leave any questions or comments about Unity programming. We want to hear from you. Find the truth within yourself that heals, reveals, guides, and transforms. Tune in to Reverend Galen McDowell every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central for Truth Transforms. Take a deep dive into the practical aspects of new thought teaching, starting with forgiveness, spiritual healing, prosperity, and more. Reverend McDowell welcomes some amazing guests, and topics can range from reincarnation to the Bible to science. Big plans to join the show here on UnityOnlineRadio.org. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Dream interpretation and a lot more. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Dream, where we uncover the truth of your dreams and reveal the beauty of who you are. And the number to call if you have a dream or a dream question you'd like to share, the number is 816-251-3555. Again, 816-251-3555. Don't be shy. We won't bite. Well, maybe just a little. We'll just give you a little teeny nibble, but You'll like it, I promise. So Nancy T and I were just talking about, well, we're talking about dreamifesting today. That's the theme of the show. We've got 
four secrets to dreamifesting a life that you love plus a little bonus. Um, but we were in the middle of talking about Livy's dream. And in Livy's dream, she's at a party. She sees this guy. She gets a couple kisses on her neck. And then what does she do? Does she kiss him back or hug him? How does well, that go she next? hugs him and then he kisses her on the neck and then she kisses him twice on the cheek and then he kisses her three more times. And on hers, I mean, you know, hello. It's getting hot and heavy, people. <laughs> I love that he kisses her on the neck. If it were my dream. So do a I. Kiss <laughs> on the neck. Well, first of all, I like that in real hot life. Diggity. Hot dignity. <laughs> I think the neck is connected to the throat, which is about communication. And also the neck, it's about sticking your neck out, taking a risk and being met with kisses. And that's just so sweet. So to me, I feel like if I were Livy, I'd be living large. I'd be living out loud because this dream feels like an affirmation about taking a risk, being being intertwined, being integrated with the masculine and feminine within. And, and the dream is sending you a party. To me, I don't think dreams take parties lying down. I think parties are an important dream symbol that rec that represent you being recognized. Some, some really cool thing is happening. So that's what I think about Livy. Nancy, what about you? I love that it's literally a progression. It's one hug. Mm -hmm. It's two kisses um, on the cheek. <laughs> it's three more times. than I mean, to me, it's yeah. like saying you're taking a first next? step, a second step, a third step, and everything is going towards really good stuff. So stay on right. the path you are on and do keep doing that. But I, I did also notice the neck thing. And, and right away, I thought of Dracula. And I thought of, you know, how we, we, none of us are loving the whole idea of a vampire, but yet there's something about a Dracula yeah. that is like, oh, it's so intriguing. And it's just, there's something about this that, that brings total intrigue to the picture and that there is the mm. party. I mean, this is nothing but good. I, I'm not going to have dream envy because you say that we get to share everyone's dreams. So this yes. is now mine too. And exactly. <laughs> I'm going to go have a cigarette. <laughs> I don't even smoke, but that's not right. the point. This is the exactly. good stuff. Libby. A spiritual <laughs> cigarette, right? Smoking spiritually speaking. I think there's also yeah. something in in the wild when you expose your neck, it means you're exposing your vulnerability and ah. you're kind of laying down your sword and you're saying, it's like showing your belly, showing your neck. It's like the fighting is over. Let's connect. I'm going to trust you. So there's something really vulnerable and and sensual in that, in that. And I, I, to me, that feels like the most exciting part of the dream that this neck thing happened. So I, I love that. I feel like that's a message for me to expose my neck more and be more vulnerable. So that's mm, yum. And Jeez. okay. Mm, and so I love that you brought up the vampire aspect, Nance. Is it's <laughs> I was right. just at iNats and that's the, like I said, it's not um, gnats like bugs on the internet. It's the International New Age Trade Show. And one of the questions that I got asked more than anything, I got to be the keynote speaker this year, which was such a humongous honor. I'm still kind of pinching myself, but so many people asked me about shadowy dreams. And mm. I think there's, and you bringing up the vampire thing makes me think about the intrigue about the shadow 
and how Debbie Ford wrote the book, The Dark Side of Light Chasers. Anybody who would listen to this show, anybody who would attend the New Age trade show, New Age trade show, we're all light chasers. We're all light seekers. And yet there's this shadowy aspect that we don't know what to do with. We don't know how to be with. And in some way, the intrigue around vampires is is kind of a clue to how to be. Like we can love it and find the beauty in it. And it doesn't mean get devoured by the darkness and go down with that ship. But I think to find the beauty and the love in that energy and to not be scared of it ultimately and to just be like, go ahead, bite me. I know I'm immortal anyway. I can't die anyway. So let me just have some fun. I don't know. I just had to go there. I thought that was a really cool thing. You bring up vampires. Delicious. <laughs> so, so then what's the third secret to dream affecting? Okay. So the first one is discipline. That's the gratitude mm-hmm. before and after dream time. Second one is wear your best dream like a jacket. The third one is to look behind the scenes because life isn't as real as it may seem. So this means treat life like it's a dream, meaning if whatever's happening, like even this show right now, Nancy T and I are talking and you're listening. And it's like, really though, if we peel behind the scenes, we're all just souls hanging out together, connecting, reveling, teaching each other something. So at any moment you can peel back the curtains and look behind the scenes at what's really going on. So Nancy T and I interviewed um, Robert Wagoner a couple weeks ago. Remember that Nance? I do. The The lucid dreaming guy. And he yeah. said that, and in his lucid dreams, in his progression, and he's had thousands of them, he's gotten to the point where he knows he's dreaming and he's simply, instead of interacting with the characters in the dream, he simply yells out to the dream maker, what am I supposed to know here? What's really going on here? What's, what do you want from me? What do you want me to know? So really in any moment, in anything that's happening to us, whether we're in traffic or somebody's giving us a dirty look or something really awesome comes through we we can peel back the curtain and say okay what's really going on here I want to look at this like it's a dream and explore what am i supposed to know as opposed to getting so caught up in the scene and the set decoration and in the wardrobe sorry nance no offense but getting <laughs> caught up in, right. in all the stuff like what if we opened the curtains and peeked behind the scenes and and just and ask the question, what am I supposed to know here? And in many ways, I feel like that quickens the gap between where we are and where we want to be. I think we get the clues a lot faster. So that's one clue. What do you think about that one? You know what I love about that is that it it takes the wind out of the sails of, of the thing that everybody's always saying, which is... Um, <laughs> And then it went away. No, <laughs> you know, See, that it took thing. the wind out of the sails so much it's gone. No. <laughs> oh my God. Is the heat getting to your brain too? Oh my God. The was it okay, let's see. So we're talking about looking behind the scenes. We're taking the wind out of the sails of whatever the drama is. Cause in some way it's like pulling the plug and no, you know, knowing... I got it. I got it. It came back. Okay. Yay. Okay. Good. But it's, you know, good, where good. they say you're just too close to it. You're too close to right, it. And right, we're always right. thinking we can't, I can't see the forest for the trees because we're just too close to it. And it's like saying, forget that, forget that. If it's a dream, let's take, let's take that. I'm so close to it. And this is so personal out of it. Mm. If you're into the dream, 
then maybe you can see all the possibilities. That's it. Oh, wow. Isn't that funny how that, that floated so, away? No, but you, it, you, you erased it so well that it was gone completely. Exactly. No, but I think sometimes because that was really, really profound what you said. And I know sometimes for me when I'm coming upon something profound and I haven't articulated it yet, it's kind of like... <gasps> Where'd it go? It's like so big that it could just poof and be gone. But to (laughs) me, this is worth, bam, but it's worth noting because we can be objective about our own lives to, uh, to the best degree as we possibly can be. Like, for example, if there's a challenge, like I'm thinking of a person that I'm having a bit of a little challenge with in my life. If I peel back the curtains and I can look at the agreement that we made before we decided to incarnate. And I can look and say how I said, here, I'll teach you this and you'll teach me this and we'll both be better. And here we are, we're playing the scene. Shakespeare said, what is it? What did he say? Life is but a stage and we're all merely players. It's like, we're all like, or we're all playing by a script that we concocted before incarnating in this life. And so if I look at my, my relationship to this person from that perspective, I, it's not as dramatic. It's not, I'm not taking it as personally. I'm kind of more intrigued and I feel like I'm a little bit closer to what the solution might be for how to best be with this. So look behind the scenes because life isn't as real as it seems. That's number three. So there you go. Put that in your <laughs> and, smoke, and it. smoke it. Yeah. Pipe and smoke, smoke it. A lot of smoke talk. <laughs> a lot of smoke talk. Because this show so, is hot. <laughs> it's hot. Smoke yeah. and hot. So I wanted to also share a little bit about um like a, a few months ago, I was interviewed by by what's his name? <laughs> oh my god. Topher Grace, thank you. And wow. Taryn Killam. And I think it's pronounced Killiam, but I think it's maybe just Taryn Killam. He's from Saturday Night Live. And Topher Grace is from that 70s show. Um, and he was also the black, he was also David Duke and the Black Klansman. And um, we had an amazing conversation, but I've had to keep it top secret for months because they didn't want me to let the cat out of the bag before the show actually aired, but it just aired and it's on his new podcast, Topher Grace's Minor Adventures with Topher Grace, which is just a funny name in and of itself. Minor Adventures with Topher Grace. <laughs> Nothing too pressing. It's just some little, but it's sort of an adventure. I don't want to commit. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like that. Exactly. Exactly. I'm like, hey, there's nothing minor about this. Anyway, so I got to explore dreams with him and Taryn Killiam, who from Saturday Night Live, who is hilarious. Do you know who this guy is, this actor? I think I do, but I can't picture him right now. I know that. One of the characters he plays is a boring man. And I don't know. (laughs) It seems like it wouldn't be funny. It'd be boring, but he's just like, hello, I am boring. (laughs) Let's go on a date. And you're like, (laughs) everyone just Uh kind of falls asleep. I don't know. He is really, really funny. And it was fun to discover that they both had, I mean, these two guys are super successful in their lives. I mean, um, um, Topher Grace was just nominated his, the movie he was in was, I think they won all kinds of Academy Awards or at least got nominations. Um, but they both had dreams of being back at school and not making the grade. And in fact, um, 
Topher Grace has this recurring dream about Batman showing up at school to try to help him because he felt so inadequate at school. And um, anyway, I talk more about that. We'll, so you'll have to listen to their show to, to listen to the whole thing, but it was pretty hilarious. But it just makes me think for anybody who has dreams about being back at school, not making the grade, having a test that you're not prepared for, it's not a sign that you're not doing well. It's really... I think it's a dream that's helping to prepare you so that you can make the grade with flying colors. I've never met a slacker once that had dreams about not getting it right in school. So that's just a little, a little sneak peek from Ooh. that dream. Sneaky peeky. Okay. <laughs> what else we got going on, Nance? Oh, we have some dreams. Well, so want to share? Uh, I, a little... I actually had a dream that I, I wanted to tell you about. It's oh, crazy. let us hear all right. Let's hear so, it. so now you can ask me the questions that you always want to ask the people that write in. And this yes. is, all right. So I was at, a, I was in an apartment and my daughter came running in. She's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And she points now in our world, in the real world, um, when she, either one of us runs somewhere and then points at something that usually means there's a bug or some kind of vermin <laughs> or something. It means there's something coming after <laughs> us that might kill us in our minds. So she points and she hides behind me and pushes me closer to this shelf and a little mouse runs across and <sighs> I scream bloody murder. And mm. in I when I woke up right away, I thought, it was like, here's something really scary. My daughter was showing me, here's something really scary. I don't want to deal with it. You deal mm. with it. That was my takeaway mm. from this dream. And I'm hoping mm. there's another interpretation. <laughs> Wait, so it was <laughs> who's saying, I don't want to deal with it? Was it was it your daughter she saying, I don't want to deal with yeah, it? Yeah, she would be. Because she's like, look at this scary thing that happened. Here, you stand there. It's kind of like using the human shield. And she puts me out right. in front of it so that it has to run right mm. across from me. Could have run onto me. And Ooh, I love this dream. Mm. You do? Okay. Oh, God. I do. I, I do. I do. So tell me why you I'm love sure. it. I'm sure <laughs> that I woke myself up screaming. I, I screamed so such a high-pitched little girl, you know, scream that I was sure mm. that, you know, I was going to have people down the hall saying, what's going on? But no one said anything. Ooh, and, I and I'm love not it. sure if I actually did scream, but it felt like that. In, that I oh, man. Well, if it were my dream, here's the first thing that pops into my mind is the thing that seems like the most threatening, scary thing is pretty small. It's pretty teeny, although it evokes this massive reaction. If it were my dream, it would make me think, wow, what I'm scared of ain't that big of a deal. Yes, it's a little gross. Yes, it's something that needs to be dealt with. But in the scheme of things, it's kind of tiny. It's a pest. It's a pesty thing that I am having to deal with. It's something that's unwanted. And yet I, I'm going to figure it out. And I think it's an interesting, perhaps venting dream about whatever is maybe troubling you and whatever thoughts of feeling like I'm having, I always have to do it all or it's, it's me. Why do I have to be pushed up and, and, and have to face this stuff that it's not even mine to have to take on. So it feels like it's part venting dream, but also part recognizing how small the problem really is in comparison to the solution and how big and powerful you are. If it wow. Were Oh, that was good. Cool. <laughs> I needed help because all I came away with was just 
you know, I'm really afraid of this and I know you're going to be afraid too, but I'm going to make you deal with it. I plan to do nothing about it. That's (gasps) all that I got from it. And I was like, Mm. that's so not fair. You know, the Libra in me wants fairness and it felt so unfair. (laughs) Well, in the words of the Rolling Stones... Yes, we don't always get what we want, or but we we always get what we need. All right, so let's take. We have Christopher who's calling in here on Unity Online Radio on the Ask Doctor Dream Show. Christopher, is this the Christopher I know and love? Christopher, Christopher Hartz, is that you? That's the one. Good morning. Yay. That's the one. Yay, Christopher Hartz. What's going on with you? What kind of dream so, is percolating in your brilliant mind? What's going on? Share with us. Since we're talking about gratitude, last night I was uh, dreaming about uh, miracles, about not about the big ones, you know, somebody comes back to life or what we think mm-hmm. of as miracles. But for some reason, I was calling little things miracles, including a hummingbird flying in front of me. And Mm -hmm. so I was just looking around and saw all these, what I would have in real life thought of as uh, just everyday stuff. And I was looking at them like little shining miracles. And Mm -hmm. I woke up just totally happy. And so right now I'm looking out my office window and there's hummingbirds flying around. And I thought, wow, little miracles. And what I've noticed in my life, it reminded me, is that when I acknowledge things as being miracles, suddenly they multiply like rabbits. They just, there's more and more and more. Whereas if I get sarcastic and go, ah, it's just you know, another thing. It's not worth being grateful about. It's just everyday stuff. It shrinks. There's just fewer and fewer and fewer of them. Mm. Oh, my Lord, Christopher, you are singing my song. I love you so much for sharing this. This is so important. I was just thinking as you were sharing about how at the different layers and levels of consciousness we find ourselves at, it's as if there is a set of rules that, that is just for that layer of consciousness. Like we could say on the densest layer, it, it feels like the rules are let's be cynical, let's be jaded because we have to survive and we're not going to survive well if we're just all airy-fairy and looking at all the happy things. We need to get focused, like get real people. Let's focus on the nitty-gritty. Yeah. But then at a higher level of consciousness... The rules are completely shifted because we know that when we pay attention to what we're grateful for, what, what it, it expands, it multiplies. What we appreciate appreciates. And then there's just more and more and more to be grateful for. And as Abraham Hicks says, the better it gets, the better it gets. And then the better it gets, the better it gets. And then it just keeps getting better and better. And it's like, oh, my God. So why wouldn't we want to participate in that vibration. So even if we have to make ourselves like we were talking about before, even if we need to kind of do a practice that isn't entirely natural, whatever it takes to begin to shift that. And I think one of the best ways is to be grateful for the little things. And if it were my dream, a dream about, um, a little the hummingbird to me a hummingbird and nancy knows because we were in france together when we met our friend who was telling us all about the the colibri which is 
hummingbird in French, and he was talking about the story of how the colibri gets the water from the from the fountain or from the river, and it helps to put out the forest fire. And the elephant says, "Oh, colibri, you cannot put out the forest fire." And the colibri says, "The colibri says, tu pat." And Nancy, you got to tell me how I'm, how to say it in French, right? But do your part. Just do your little part. And that's all you need to do. And life is good. You might not be able to put out the whole forest fire, but just do your little part. Anyway, I think that that colibri hummingbird dream is such a sweet thing. And you've got them all over the place now. Nancy, what about you? What you getting from Chris's awesome dream? Right away, I thought of the colibris. And actually, I connect <laughs> the colibris with, uh, with our artist friend that worked with Benjamin in Colombia. Yes, because yes. remember, he used, to, he used to draw, he used to paint beautiful colibris. But, but what it really reminded me of even more so is that dream you had, which again, I think I remember more of your dreams than my own, but we're not going <laughs> to even look deeper into that. What's mine is yours <laughs> and yours is mine and never the twain shall be. <laughs> But do you remember that dream you had about if I could see things five times more? Oh, yeah. It was this. It was this. It was so this. Mm. It was all about Mm. how, you know, you looked at Dana and you saw him. And, of course, you love him. You always love him. But if you saw him like five times the magnificence of of that which he brings you and the love that he holds and all, it's just your heart was exploding. And here he is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and then finding the out story. later on that same day that there was this woman who talked about how to access the fifth dimension, like to shift from the third dimension, which everything is black and white and pretty dense. The fourth dimension is a bridge to help you get to the fifth dimension. And in the fifth dimension is really where the dream of takes place because you have a thought. It basically shows up. There's ease, there's grace, there's joy. And one of the ways to get there is to see things five times more, which in really it's about seeing things as they truly are. But you kind of have to trick your mind to say, I'm looking at this plant and seeing it as five times bigger and five times more glorious. And then in that way, you start to attune yourself to becoming just plain old grateful, like Christopher Hartz, who lives up to his name, the man with such a heart. Christopher, thank you so much. Okay, so I'm going to keep you on for these few minutes because I'm going to share the last two elements of dream festing. So see what you guys think about this. So we talked about the first one to review. It's to bookend your dream time with gratitude, which in other words is about blissiplining your mind before sleep and when you wake up. And then the second one is to wear your best dreams like a jacket. So I would wear this dream, Christopher, that you were just having about being grateful for every little thing. Like it's a beautiful jacket. Carry it with you. Walk out into your world with that on. The third one is to look behind the scenes because life isn't as real as it seems. So to so to reach behind the dream and say, yo, dream maker, what am I supposed to see? What am I supposed to know? What am I supposed to do here? And not get so caught up in the scenery. The fourth one is to take 100% responsibility for your life slash dream. So this seems this seems maybe ordinary for some of us like yeah yeah everybody and everything in the dream is me and but it's 
but it's maybe not as easy to see that same perspective in waking life. If someone's challenging you, if somebody's not being kind, or if somebody's amazing, you say, they're, they're not me. I'm not, I can't be all of that. But if we even just become willing to be a hundred percent responsible to see ourselves in everything and everyone that I believe will raise our vibration to a higher place and put us in dream manifesting mode. And because we're only a couple minutes away, I'm going to say the last one and then we can talk about it as we wrap up here. So the last little bonus is to raise your vibration to the level of the people, place, thing that you want. So imagine everybody right now for one moment, one thing, just narrow it down to one thing that you really want or desire. Okay, got it? So imagine that the reason you want that thing is because it represents a higher vibration than the one you're currently comfortably in right now. So you're in a you're in a certain set point for your vibration, but this thing that you want probably is a stage or two or just a few notches higher than where you're at. So imagine that you raise your vibration to match the vibration of the thing that you're wanting. So it's not outside of you. It's not above you. It's not out of your grasp. You're in league with it. In fact, go up a notch higher, raise your vibration. So it's even above that thing that you want. So for example, if you are wanting to make, I don't know, let's just say a hundred thousand dollars for a certain thing, raise your vibration to a million dollars. So that that thing that you're wanting is actually beneath you. Your vibration is easily attainable to that thing. Okay, so do that and think about that in the moments before you go to sleep or even throughout your day. And that's one of the ways to dream-a-fest the life of your dreams. All right, you guys, we have like 20 seconds. Who wants to weigh in? Got any last things to say? Christopher, (laughs) then Nancy. Oh my gosh. I, what you want wants you. And I love the idea of, if we raise our vibration, we get there where we can, because why not? Why not? Why not? Thank you so much for joining me today. And Nancy T and I on ask Dr. Dream, join us next week. We're going to have another dream of Palooza. We'll feature you and your dreams. Make sure that you check out the hero's journey dream journal that just came out at uh, amazon.com near you. And until we all meet again, don't take your dreams lying down and may your sweetest ones come true. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind Body Spirit FM or wherever you get your podcasts.